Good morning. Glad to be with you nice and early uh, for, for this Sunday. I am expectant of what God is going to do in the lives of our church and our community, that this is going to be a, a great thing. And, and I was reminded of this actually yesterday, just to uh, give a little bit of a, of a reminder for me. As, as we have prayed and prepared and decided to do things differently in this month and in this series, I was reminded yesterday, of all places, at a dog park. I was, I was at a dog park taking our anxious little dog that's never around other dogs, you know, taking him, trying to get him acclimated. And um, a young woman and her kids sat down, and um, I just knew. It, it was just a strange thing. I just needed to, to go and talk with her. And at some point, you know, I'm, I'm trying not to be like the weird Christian, just the, you know, the natural Christian, you know, find an opportunity to say hello. And at some point our dogs interacted. So there it was, right? And I, and I get to talking to this woman and she just begins sharing just so much of her life. And, and I found out very quickly, she's, she, she just feels so lonely. And, and I think that, that God is wanting to speak to the lonely today. It was the reminder for me be ready, be available. Yes, in an obscure setting like a dog park. Where is God wanting to move in your life? I think he's telling us, be available. Be ready. That God is honored when we, yes, we pray for the healing of someone else to, to, to rise up from a wheelchair, but also to help someone feel like they've been heard that to that person, it can be just as miraculous. And, and I want you to be ready, church. I want us to be a church that is ready. And so if you don't know, I am Pastor Kevin. I'm the lead pastor here at Rock Vineyard, and I'm so glad that you are with us today. And a special shout out to everyone watching online, or whether you're live or watching this later today or later in the week, we're glad that you are with us. Uh, last week, we officially wrapped our series in the book of Ephesians. And so you can go back and check that out on Spotify, YouTube, Facebook, if you missed that, or any week at all. We, we, we covered a lot, didn't we, church? We, we covered a lot. At times it felt like a theology class. But, but now, now we pivot. And I think we're all looking for a pivot in our lives. I think part of walking with God is constantly pivoting, right? Where, where we may be going in this direction and God gently corrects, right? Okay, okay, Lord, yeah. But then we're too far over here, right? And he gently corrects. I think that's, that's much of the Christian life is that God is always pivoting us. He's always moving us. He's always changing us, right? Is that just me? Uh, he's always changing us. And so as a church, we are going to pivot from this maybe dense study through a book of the Bible into an area I know will stretch you because it's going to stretch me. And that involves the presence and power of the Holy Spirit. And so today we start a brand new series, Ghost Stories. And haven't we all heard a good ghost story or two in our lives? Maybe it takes you back to like Boy Scouts or when you were a little kid and, and maybe you heard a ghost story around a campfire. There's something nostalgic about that. Well, listen, the Bible has some of the most intriguing ghost stories, if you will, you will ever hear. 
Each week for this month, we will look at one of these stories of the Holy Spirit moving in the lives of people. So why, why do that? Why are we doing this? It's simple. And it's the title of today. It is that we would make room. That you would make room. I think our church needs to pivot. Uh, I think you need to personally pivot. I think we need to pivot what we do in here on a Sunday morning to make room for what God is going to do through the power and presence, which are different, in the power and presence of the Holy Spirit. I believe this with all my heart, that we need to make room for this. And so that's what we're going to do. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm only going to be up here a few minutes, and I know pastors say that, and then 45 minutes later, they're wrapping up. I really am, though, uh, so hold me to it, okay? Um, another way to ask this, I, I guess, to, to think about this, ask yourself, why this series? Like, why now? Why this series? To challenge you to live a naturally supernatural lifestyle. And so, yes, each week we'll walk through a different element of the Holy Spirit or a different Holy Ghost story. And I want you to ask yourself, I want us to ask ourselves, why not us? Why not me? Why not this church? And so church, this is a big deal. This is such a big deal. Find a neighbor right now. Find a neighbor and say, this is a big deal. Tell them, come on, say, this is a big deal. This is a big deal. Don't look at me and say it. Come on. This is a big deal. And in case you don't believe that, and in case you don't want to believe me, uh, let's believe the words of Jesus, okay? Jesus says this is a big deal. We're going to jump around a little bit today. Uh, in John 14, verses 15, 16, 17, this is after Jesus' crucifixion, and it is after his resurrection. So Jesus is talking to the people in John 14, picking up in verse 15. Jesus says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments and I will ask the Father, and he will give you another helper to be with you forever. Even the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you. This helper is the Holy Spirit. And then later, the people talk with Jesus in Acts 1, Picking up in verse 6, just have a few verses for you here. You should see it behind me. So when they had come together, they asked him, Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? That's another way of saying, Lord, are you now going to fulfill my will? Are you going to do what I want you to do? Is it time for you to do what I want you to do? And don't we approach God like that too? God, I really need you to follow through right now. I don't think we're going to make it this month. God, I really, I really need you to show up in a way that I, I want you to show up. This is what the people are asking Jesus. Lord, will you at this time restore the kingdom of Israel? In classic Jesus, he doesn't answer that question. Verse 7, he said to them, It is not for you to know times or seasons that the Father has fixed by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. And when he had said these things, as they were looking on, he was lifted up and a cloud took him out of their sight. Verse 10. 
And while they were gazing into heaven, as he went, behold, two men stood by them in white robes and said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into heaven? This Jesus, who was taken up from you into heaven, will come in the same way as you saw him go into heaven. And just like that, Jesus leaves earth. It would be normal to still ask, after being instructed by these heavenly creatures, well, what should we do now? Like Jesus said, take this message to the end of the earth. But it would be natural, right? To still look around and say, what are we going to do now? And I think that's where some of us are, are today. I think that's where maybe you are today. Maybe you know Jesus is Lord. You know Jesus as the Son of God. To you, Jesus is King. But what do we do now? And this is why we are taking time to change things up, to allow the Holy Spirit to move in our lives, because I think some of us are at this apathetic, almost, loss. What now? What next? Maybe you've lost a little bit of passion. The grind has got the best of you. Maybe you lack motivation. Maybe you're not as involved or committed like you once were. What, what happened? I'm not talking about like involved in, in church, but just involved in your own spiritual health. God, what's next for me? Well, you left these great instructions, but I still feel like there's something else. And here, here's what it looks like in Acts 2, verses 1 through 4. When the day of Pentecost arrived, they were all together in one place. Look around. They were all together in one place. And suddenly there came from heaven a sound like a mighty rushing wind, and it filled the entire house where they were sitting, and divided tongues as of fire appeared to them and rested on each one of them, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit, and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. So throughout the Bible, in case you are unfamiliar, God's presence has been represented by fire. The living Spirit of God being represented by fire. It's nothing new here. It's as old as, as God's relationship to the Hebrew people. But the difference now, what's, what's different now is that the fire of God, the Spirit of God is no longer housed in a box. It's no longer in a synagogue, but it has expanded to the individual. Are you with me, church? It has expanded to the individual, represented by fire resting upon each of them. The Holy Spirit is now present. So the natural question for us today is, what's the difference? What's the difference between then and now? I wouldn't say much. I wouldn't say much. Because maybe when we lost our passion or drive or motivation, and we're asking ourselves, well, what's next? What is happening next? What do I do to see God move in my life like a fire? I think the answer is that we make room. We change everything. We make room. Church, I need, I, I need you to be willing to do this with me. We need to make room, not just a little extra time somewhere in our day, but a purposeful decision to open our hearts to the Holy Spirit and to do, to do that, 
to see things move in your life that you thought were long dead. You know, uh, I, I traveled recently, and you know me and props, okay? Traveled recently, and as, as my boys were very excited to, to pack up their things, this is their suitcase, not mine. As, as they were very excited to pack up things, they obviously wanted to overflow their suitcases. And there were certain things that they just couldn't fit in there, right? And, and I hear them bickering and fighting about it and getting mad at each other. And, and I walk in and I'm like, you know, buddy, it's only five days. You don't need seven pairs of shoes and, and all of that. But he really needed five of those. And anyway, so our lives are just like this dumb little suitcase because you can only fit so much in your life, right? I think there's only so much that you can fit in your life. And yet we think, well, you know, I can just do one more little thing, right? I can, I can probably squeeze in some quiet time in here. I can probably do it over here. TSA won't take that. You know, I can probably do it right here. We want to, we want a relationship with God that's so convenient. We want a relationship with God that happens on our time, you know, that, that just allows us, that just allows us to go to God when it's convenient and best for us. But, but church, I'm going to say we need to make room. You need to make room in your life. You need to make room if you want to see God move in your life. You need to make room. And that means sometimes you've got to pull some stuff out because I don't know what you're, what you're holding on to. But maybe in your life, let, let's, let's start with sin. Let's, let's go positive. Let's start with sin. Maybe there's a bitterness, maybe there's a resentment, maybe there's a, a lack of peace with someone in your life, whatever it is. Uh, there's, there's something in your life, secret sin even, that tempts you every day. Uh, we need to make room. We need to pull some things out and, and make a little bit of room. But you know what I found out about God? People say about the devil, you know, you give him an inch, he takes a mile. I found out about God, if you give him a centimeter, he takes 10 miles, right? He, he wants to occupy all your life, not just the parts you want to give to him. And so I found out that maybe you allow a little bit of room for God to deal with that sin in your life, to, to help you see it differently, to, to find repentance, to find growth, to find healing in that. But God's not done with that because he then wants to take on some of the things that may not be obviously sin, because other things don't seem so bad. I would say the pursuit of wealth is not innately sinful, but the moment it takes precedence, things change. The moment we give it more time and attention, or, or maybe your, your hobbies, I think it's very restful to, to honor a Sabbath, to, to find time to rest and recoup, but it's when it overshadows our relationship with God. God's, God's not going to settle for just the sin in your life. God wants you to surrender your life, every area of your life, to him. And so he's going to say, make more room. Let's, let's get some more room in here. And, and there are plenty of other things in your life that, that may not feel like, oh, it's not a big deal. But God is still saying, no, make more room. I'm not done with that. You need to make more room. Your life only has so much time. I know you already wake up before the crack of dawn, but what if God is saying, no, I, I just want you to start your day, not with eight minutes on your commute, but to, to rise early, to do more, to make room. 
And so instead of approaching God and saying, God, fit my schedule, God, I need, I need you to conform to me. At some point in the life of the believer, when they fully surrender to God with the power of the Holy Spirit, they become these willing vessels. And we say, God, you filled this thing up. What are you going to do in my life? It's no longer, God, I need you to squeeze in. I need, I need you to work for me. It's, God, what now? I think that's the question you need to, to ask because you feel like you've lost some, something along the way. And I think you're asking, why, God, instead of what's next? And so, church, we need to make room in our busy lives to do what may require sacrifice. Are you willing to do that, church? Are you willing to do that? Are we willing to make room? Are we willing to make room for God in our lives? Because a concern that, that I see for many Christians is that we've lost our passion about God. Maybe we, we once were, but now we kind of just go through the motions. My concern is that, is that these, these sorts of believers, and, and I do believe they're believers. I believe they're, they're people of faith and they believe in Jesus. But my concern is that a great many of us went from rebellion, you know, before we knew Christ, before we knew God. My concern is that we went from rebellion and we found religion and, and we're really zealous about the rules and we keep the rules really well, but we've, we've lost any semblance of relationship. And I, I believe these are, are Christians. I believe these are people who, who know God and want to honor God, but there is a void still. We went from rebellion we found religion. And that's not, that's not God. That is not the power of the Holy Spirit. Or, or sometimes in, in, in this tension, maybe we'll even justify it. And we'll say, well, I had some negative experiences with that Holy Spirit stuff. I was a part of a tradition that really abused it, and they did things that were outside the Bible, and you know what, I, I just don't do anything anymore. I've, I've, I've been a part of traditions. I've seen things happen, and I'm sorry if that's been your experience, but that is, that is still no reason to throw out being open to what the Holy Spirit would have for us. Let's be aware. Let's be discerning. But church, can we be open today? Because I, I'm afraid that if we're stuck going through the motions, or if, if we put God, ironically, if we put God in our theological box, well, you know, this is what the, this is, this is how so-and-so scholar wrote it, and this is how so-and-so church father wrote it, and, and you know, this is, this is who God is, and this is all he is. He can only operate with the way I think about him and what I know about. I, I'm afraid we may fall asleep. In Revelation 3, there's a, there's a warning to the church, wake up. concern I have is that maybe we're not asleep, but we're getting sleepy. Do you want, I'll just ask, do you want the presence and power of the Holy Spirit in your life? Do you want to see dry bones come alive? Are you authentically filled with the Holy Spirit? Are you aware of, of the ministry, of the work of the Holy Spirit in your life? Make room. Here at Rock Vineyard, we have a few values, and one of them we call experiencing. Experiencing. 
I want to go ahead and invite our worship team back up. Experiencing, because we want to invite the Holy Spirit to shake us, move us, grow us, and mold us into who we are meant to be. And church, that's what we're going to do today. That's what we're going to do today. We're going to make room. I don't, I don't want to play church. I don't want to, I don't want to lead a church that just kind of sits and hem haws through worship and maybe they take some notes here and there. And then the presence of God, the power of God is relegated to the last six minutes. And well, you know, we, we got time to keep and I need you to hurry with your decision for Christ. Could I just plead with No. Isn't God infinitely more than that? Doesn't he deserve so much more than, than that? Today we're making room. And I'm expecting God to move in your life. Will you now make room in your heart to hear the Father? Will you make room right now to feel the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit? Will you invite the Holy Spirit to shake you awake? If you're like me, if you've ever been shaken awake, you get mad. I wake up mad and I'm ready to fight. And I think God is telling us today, I'll shake you awake because I want some sort of response out of you. You've been going through the motions. Then at least anger is something. God, shake us awake today. We just show up, do it, and go. I think God wants to shake us awake. I think God wants to change your life. I think the Holy Spirit wants to make you uncomfortable. I think the Holy Spirit wants to move us in a direction and shift our perspective in a way that we haven't had before. Can we stop compartmentalizing God and keeping it to Sunday morning and just expand it just a little bit? Could we make room and toss some things out and expand our opportunity for God to move? Now, I know this is going to translate just a little differently online right now. And, and actually, for our online audience right now, um, this is the end of our worship gathering for you. Please come and join us in worship sometime. Um, but to honor the sacredness of, of our time in worship, uh, this this won't happen on camera. And we want to also, in another sense, make room. So God bless you and go in peace.